this is Queen speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work to money to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it. What makes you, you? We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm Brianna. And I'm Sydney. All right, Sid. I want to hear about your budget updates. Yeah, so um, I'm about to do the last payment on my credit card, which is super exciting. This is something I've been working at for, oh my God, like over a year now, which I know some people go way longer than that. But yes, it's it's taken a ton of discipline. Well, you had a, a very targeted and not too hefty amount, but it right. was specifically credit card debt that you didn't want to keep compounding. Right. And it was like the process of getting my credit card debt to be non-existent, plus having like a very intentional education around budgeting and credit cards and all of that kind of stuff. So that is like the most recent thing is that I'm about to pay it off, which is awesome. I feel like knowing the process, or at least having heard the process, the fact that you did it in my mind as quickly as you did is really impressive. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was really, I mean, it's exciting. And I, I feel like that's that moment where we're like, well, you know, it's just a thing that you do. But this is one thing that I want to give myself like a big pat on the bat for. I think because it was something that I didn't think would be as hard to commit to because I have, I think, as I've talked about in other episodes, a, a spending problem that I didn't realize was a problem. I didn't realize that I was so impulsive with my spending. I didn't realize that like I can go off the tracks pretty quickly if I've got like something going on one week and I have dinner out every night or something like that. So having the accountability to keep track of it has been really wonderful and, and really knowing where every dollar, literally physical dollar is going, um, has been hugely helpful for me in my, in my, uh, finance journey. Are you going to still keep moving forward with your cash envelope process? So I don't know. Chelsea wants me to get the, uh, my faux accountant. She wants me to get the points that I get from my rewards credit card, which is why I got it was for the cash back. (laughs) So she's like, I want to make sure you're just not like, just not, not using it anymore. Um, but the, the dot, like having the physical cash is really helpful for me. So I'm sure we'll do a little bit of both depending on like what the category is. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that we talked about too, was like, until you have felt that and experienced that and like, you know, the handing over of the cash is like a real like brain twister. It mm-hmm. like changes how you spend money for some crazy reason. It really and does. so to know that you can now think about it in the same way when you swipe your credit card is like, I I know I have $50 for this expense this month. So I've either maxed that out or not. Or not. Yeah. And and I think on top of the cash aspect, I am kind of neurotic about putting things in my phone list wise um, and keeping track of things. So I think I will continue to do that in my phone for my two week pay period. Even if it's not physical cash in hand, I will definitely continue to write down everything I spend in that list just so it's like in front of my face. I'm holding myself accountable um, because the envelopes got a little messy because I can't fit them in my small purse. So (laughs) this is great. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm really excited. And next time we talk, I will be, 
hugely rich and famous. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to acknowledge that I am very proud of you. This is huge. I feel really good about it. I appreciate that. Um, What are you saving for next now that you have knocked that off the uh the track next is so i have three majors um i have a trip coming up to scotland that i have been told based on what i'm doing right now and if i continue to do this i will be able to pay for and pay off so it's not going to be like incurring more debt to go on this trip so trip to scotland um i'd like to save like a big chunk of money that three months salary type Mm -hmm. of thing to cover your expenses that that like your safety net golden number yeah that everybody talks about i don't have that so so it'll be good to have that. So that's another goal. And then I want to save another additional, probably like a good chunk of money to start um, investing. So that's my other goal Ooh. is to really get into the investing world uh, and know how to do that better and understand that process and, and not be pulling away from the golden safety net number to do that. So those are the three biggies. And we're excited. So excited for you. Thank you. I want to tell you that you uh, are discussions about budgeting led me to reevaluate like the last six months of um, my spending habits, which I have had an essential budget for some time now Mm -hmm. and had a pretty good grasp on it. But in the last like three, four months, I did kind of like a major wardrobe overhaul. And I was like, I just want to see like what that actually came (laughs) out to be. And like now that I've kind of gotten that on track and because my goal is to you know cut back my student loan uh Mm -hmm. payment pay it off essentially (laughs) goal goal, big goal (laughs) so um i went in because i was like okay if i go in now that the all these like major things that were kind of like i'm going to be spending extra cash that i had saved essentially but like looking at that and then reevaluating my budget to say are there ways that i could save a little and use that extra money to put toward higher payments on my student loan to get that down a little bit more and i too had a little bit of a spending craze (laughs) because it's the needs right (laughs) the average amount of money that I spent from like June through September. Get real um, with it. <laughs> I spent, I spent an average of $400 a month on clothing. <laughs> I wish everybody could see my face because I'm actually shocked. I kept seeing you pull new things out of your closet. Be like, what do you think? Does this look? I'm like, that looks great. Keep it going. Cause so, everybody likes some like wardrobe <laughs> staples to be added, but I did not know it was that number. So for a little background, Um, I was at the mall and (laughs) someone mistook me for a teenager and I decided that it was time for me to look like a 29 year old. And so I got rid of a bunch of stuff that I had. Like I always buy quality pieces, but I realized that a lot of stuff that I had, I had had for like four years, Mm -hmm. some things. And And a lot of it had ruffles. (laughs) Sid knows I've got a ruffle problem. I don't know why, but I'm definitely more of like a classic preppy motif. And I realized that a lot of the stuff that I had was just very like young 20s and like trendy pieces that weren't necessarily relevant anymore, or just appropriate or just like I, I've worn it. I've worn it out. Like it's mm-hmm. time to say goodbye. Like it's seen its day. And so I donated a bunch of stuff, which I felt really good about. But then when I did that, I made a list of all the things that I needed to replenish and 
I may have kind of gone a little bit overboard after seeing, I should have, in the case of my situation, I should have set a budget for myself because um, I thought I did, but I did not. Mm -hmm. And so that was eye-opening. Granted, I did have the money, like I had set aside kind of my own like personal emergency of like, when I have to do this, this is what I'm saving for. And so... I uh I used all that. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone now. <laughs> so, so now um I'm in the mode of like okay, we're going to reassess. I've set some limits for myself um around the, you know, usual expense categories. And so I'm going to try and uh stick within those um that framework and then use all that extra money that I save at the end of the month. Um because I basically in the same boat like have a minimum that I keep for myself in my savings account and then everything extra I'm going to start putting toward um, my student loan any mm-hmm. of the extra that I save so kind of the similar approach that you took to your credit card and I found this amazing tool um, a timely email campaign <laughs> <laughs> they I got, knew um, what I get my 401k is through Fidelity and so sometimes I get promotional emails from them and one had popped through my inbox that said something about like, you know, evaluate your budget with our, this like little test that we have. And you can see on a scale of like one to 100, what you get. And so they ask you a bunch of questions and, um, essentially I'm doing okay. I got a 70 out of a hundred. Essentially I need to start paying down my student loans was like, that was like their area of concern. And so one of the tools that popped up was their student, um, debt tool. And so I click, we'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but, um, you input your loan information and like the interest rate and the amount of money that you have, um, left over and payments and all that, um, and what your monthly payment is and then how you can do certain things, whether that's like debt forgiveness, um, through the federal program, um, or different types of payments, lowering your payments based on your income or, um, an option of, adding extra payments to pay it down faster. And so I obviously clicked the extra payments because that's the mode that I'm in. And it did like an automatic calculation of like, if you pay, if you increase your payment by $150 about, I will shave off two years of paying. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. And like for me at this point, $150 on top of what I'm currently paying is actually doable checked my budget. (laughs) (laughs) I can do that. I can do that. And so it was just one of those things where I was like, all right, this makes so much sense. I might do this. And I want to say kudos to Fidelity for doing their job because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're not the numbers expert. You're not the finance guru that they are. So for them to create that tool, make sure someone's seeing that tool and helping you use that tool, they have just done their job. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is what we all need to keep in mind is that you don't have to be the finance expert or the budget, like how to girl to do this work. You can find people or websites or bots that will help you do Mm -hmm. this work. And I think that's really awesome that not only were you, you know, clicked on the promo email, which I never do anymore because it's usually a sale for something. (laughs) So I can't, (laughs) but this was a free service, (laughs) right? So it's that moment where we're like, Oh, let me seek help for a thing that I'm trying to do because trying to do it myself is not a good use of my time, but I can learn how to 
allocate dollars to this effort from the tool. And I think to be in that space to say like, wow, I feel empowered now. Yes. I feel like we're both in that boat where we are just going to straight up high five to our futures. Seriously. And honestly, it's like that moment where we're like, oh my God, I lost five pounds. I'm like, oh my God, I like have a handle on my spending. (laughs) You're like, I just lost (laughs) $5,000 off of my dip. Yeah. And that feels freaking bad ass. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll have uh, some of those tips and tricks in our show notes for you guys, because I am living on a cloud knowing this information now. Yeah. It's awesome. Cool. Kudos to you, Brown. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Mostly you. (laughs) Mostly us. Let's just be honest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I would love to hear about something that inspired you this week. Okay. So I have two. I was having a really hard time choosing between these two because they are kind of the same, but also very different, which I know sounds like something that doesn't exist, but it does. Weave it together. Make it I'm going to weave paint, it together. Paint the picture for us. Okay. So I don't know if... I know, Brianna, I know that you are a fangirl of Marie Forleo. She's great. She has Marie TV. She was in the documentary Dream Girl. She is like an all-around awesome career person who gives advice and, and does all that kind of stuff. So she has this this Marie TV and she had someone on named Brendan Burchard. I don't know if that's how you say it. Burchard. Um, and he's the author of High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary People Become That Way. And the reason that this video caught my eye was A, because it said high performance. I'm like, ooh, I want to be high performing. <laughs> and it said... By the way, the the six tips or the six habits that he talks about in this video and then in this book don't have anything to do with grit. They don't have anything to do with creativity. But and I was so I was super intrigued because I was like, oh my god, I've been thinking forever that I need to have a ton of grit to, to do anything. Um, but what he talks about is really like sustainable high performance doesn't necessarily mean. You have to have those things. So I'm going to put the video in our show notes so you can watch it and see what some of those six habits are. But I was really, I was invested for the whole 30 minutes of the video. I'm ready to watch it. Yeah, he was awesome. He was engaging. And I just really enjoyed hearing what he had to say about high performers. And what I really liked is that they did the work. So they did three years um, to write this book. They did three years of research worldwide. They talked to people in 195 countries um, of all ages of all um, like professions and I want to say like uh, levels. So like from the CEO to the assistant in the office, they talk to all these people because high performers don't always land in the, the CEO seat. You can be a high performer and be someone who is the executive assistant to that person mm-hmm. who's one of the most important people you're ever going to meet. So what I love is that there, there was a huge span of people that they talked to and the whole book is based on research, which is something that I feel really strongly about. So that was one thing that was super inspiring. I'm ready to pick that up. It was really good. So we'll share that that. And the other thing that I was kind of going between was, I know we only are supposed to do one, but I'm going to do two. So you can be inspired many times this week. So that's so we're true. Gonna let, we're going to let that slide. You're so right. So I know I've mentioned Elon Musk before in this segment, um, but I think that he, well, he does, you know, some things that are questionable. He is a great leader in my opinion. And so there was an article in Inc.com about Elon Musk and an uh, email that he sent to the entire Tesla 
company. Like everybody that worked for the company got this email. And it was basically talking about how they are eliminating managers. So they, they hmm. he said, if you feel like you need to go to someone who needs to okay for you to talk to someone else, you're doing it wrong. We want you to go right to the person who will actually make this happen. Collaborate with people outside of your department. Don't go through a manager. And I thought that was really interesting because it's kind of like hmm. the only structure that I've ever experienced in my work life. But I guess this idea is not new. Um, someone named Bill Gore, who owns owned a company a long time ago, actually came up with this in the 70s or 80s um, and, and said the same thing with like, you know, not including email. <laughs> so it was really interesting to learn a little bit more about that. That's like a that's a head scratcher. Mm-hmm. But I find that as companies grow, they like to put middle managers in places and like VPs in places where it's like you have now created a roadblock to my job mm-hmm. that was not there. <laughs> right. And that's what I found really interesting. I was like, I don't know how I'd feel about that because I I sometimes like to check in with someone before like going rogue, but I see the intent is to not slow down process. Mm-hmm. So if you're there and you're doing your job well and you're coming with that, up with ideas, the intent is to not slow down that idea, but get to a yes or a no faster. So even if it's a no, you're getting to it faster than if you had to get stopped by three managers before getting to the top. So that I found really interesting. And I'll share that article as well in, in our show notes. But it's something to just kind of I agree, I was like, kind of like, Ooh, I don't know. I'm but. thinking about that within the structure of how our company is run. And there are like, ideas popping into my head of like, I wonder if you could do it where like, the senior employees aren't necessarily managers they're like the mentors to all that's the- exactly the word that he used in the article Same in the way, email like- he said <laughs> they should be sponsors or mentors they shouldn't be managers interesting yeah so all right well different. changes may be a coming to corporate america yeah we're ready <laughs> via elon musk yeah <laughs> Genius. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Something to ponder for sure. Yeah. We'll sit on that one. Yeah. Um, This week, I feel like I always am inspired by things and then it always leaves my brain. Like, it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm a fairy that's just floating through life. And so I have to actually go back and think about these things. So one of the things that I started doing is if I see something that's inspiring, I'm going to screenshot it or save it or bookmark it however I need to. And so um, I actually had screenshotted this uh, Instagram story from Wit and Delight. And it was a quote that said, it's through mistakes that you can actually grow. You have to get bad in order to get good. Love that. And that's a quote from Paula Scheer. And um, I feel like those kind of statements always have an impact on me because I think about failure in a very terrifying way and it still is this debilitating thing that I that weighs on me um but in, but instead realizing that like you have to go through that tough stuff to really like experience life and and feel the discomfort when you're trying something new because it's really easy once you've kind of lived in this comfort zone and have been coasting or just like, you're like, I'm a rock star at what I do. I want to keep feeling this way. But when you know that there's change amidst you in your future, it's sometimes really hard to like take that jump. Mm -hmm. And so taking the small actions 
to like dip your toe into the terrifying waters that are on the horizon. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of those things like be, it's okay to fail or it's okay to, to not know what you're looking ahead for, um, or looking ahead at, because there's so much that you have yet to experience. And the only way that you're going to learn anything is if you just try it. If you just try. I know I have a quote that's very similar that hanging in my office because the scariest thing in the whole world is to be imperfect, even though we all are every single day, but to know that that's how you move forward. That's how you push. That's how you get good. Like if you think about anything you've ever done, so few of those things came supernaturally to you. And so having to learn how to flex that muscle and try over and over and over again is so, so important. So I love that. Yeah. That's great. It's a beautiful thing. It is. So, uh, Sid, give it to me straight. What's the topic for, for today? Today's topic is self-care around (gasps) wellness as a broader term, self-care as the more, you know, immediate need. (laughs) Because wellness is huge and it comes in many, many forms. So we decided today to talk about self-care and mm-hmm. what that means to us. So Yeah, I feel like um, just in general, I think making a clear distinction that self-care is not facials, painting nails, what have you, because I think that's a common misconception. Dan, my boyfriend, uh, when I said that I was, uh, I had a pampering night, he was like, Ugh, I hate that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what this is. <laughs> just to be clear, just to be clear. Yeah. And I guess the, the way that we kind of came up with this topic is a lot of the conversation right now, I think in, uh, in the world in a way and around young professionals, around students, around people probably of all ages, but some are quicker to admit it than others um, of certain age groups is that there is a much larger need for counseling. There's a much larger Mm -hmm. need for managing anxiety and depression and these things that are very debilitating to lots of people. And I'm sure if you have a conversation with someone for more than 10 minutes, you'll see that someone you know might be suffering from one of these things based on the world we live in today and the access to information. So today's topic is really to talk about what the need is and where to find, I guess, some kind of solace in um, what will work for you as a person individually and how to figure that out. Yeah, and I think um, the important thing about self-care in general is that you're putting yourself and your needs first. Mm -hmm. It's very common for people to think about others raising my hand um, first before anything else. And just that process of like addressing and acknowledging and looking inside and having a little bit of self-awareness about like what's happening with you and slowing down a minute to like really dive in. Mm -hmm. Because in order for you to actually feel fulfilled and feel like you are addressing your own needs. You have to know what those needs are first. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And know that they span, like they span mental, emotional, physical, like the, it includes all of those things. And I know Brianna was joking about the pampering night, which I agree with, but sometimes like it is that physical and physical doesn't always mean like washing your hair for three hours. It could mean like sitting in silence and meditating, which serves all three of those you know, bodies between all, all all three of those spans. So I think it's really figuring out what's going to work for you and, and, and how to start to think about yourself in addition to all the people that you probably care about. That's true. Great. 
All right, Sid, are we ready to speak it, Queens? So I think one of the things I think about when it comes to this topic and how to address it. And this one's so hard because it's not like you can say, oh, I found a ton of resources that will just work. Because Mm -hmm. I think with a lot of what we talk about within this, it's so personal and understanding that it is not a one size fits all. And going back to Brianna's quote is that it takes work and effort and failure to be better at it. And it also might change. So one of the things that, um, I heard that I really liked um, and and I'm trying to practice more often is something that that guy that I talked about in our inspiration moment, uh, Brendan Burchard talked about release tension, set intention. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. I didn't really get, it feels a little like flowery. It feels a little <laughs> like too fuzzy for me that I, and I'm not that fuzzy. I like show tunes, but I'm not fuzzy. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. But, Meanwhile, I'm like, yes, release tension, <laughs> set intention. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds gross. But as he was explaining it, he was talking actually about how you manage tasks throughout the day. And and when I think of self-care, I'm not really thinking about my work day because I think about self-care happens after my work day. But what I liked about this is that it really forces you to include a self-care moment within your day. So he's talking about managing tasks and how we multitask and we go from thing to thing to thing or 18 things at once without really stopping to just stop, just stopping to think and reflect and move forward. And that sounds again, like something that takes a lot of time. But the way that Brendan was talking about it really doesn't have to. So think about, I think we talked about in our time management, how Brianna has been doing like really intentional work about emails and then going to another thing, but like really making sure you're only working on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So what Brendan's advice and the release, the tension is you might be firing off emails for like a solid hour. And that whether you realize it or not is, is intense and you're just, you're going and you're head down, getting it done one thing after the next. So what his advice is, is when you're ready to switch from like emails to a meeting or emails to, for me, maybe, um, a meeting with either donors or meeting with someone else in my office, it's to like physically sit back, which is already uncomfortable to like actually take a minute that way and not just go and like, Oh, we've got two minutes to get to that next thing. Like, I guess I'll wrap this up and keep it going. But he was like, know that you've got a five minute window and take that five minute window to sit back, reflect on what you've just done. Like understand that you did good work just now and then set the intention. That's the release tension. And then the set, the intention is what am I walking into next? What should I prepare myself for? How do I how do I attack this next thing? And I love that because I was like, oh, and no one I know does that. <laughs> I literally just threw my hands up in the air because I realize now that I walk through or go through my workday like a Tasmanian devil. <laughs> I'm tearing it up. <laughs> tearing it up. I'm doing great work. But <laughs> don't get it twisted. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't stop and I feel like It's funny that you say that, and that seems like such a doable thing, and I already feel so calm thinking about adding that to my, like, own personal challenges, because I read something similar that said, take 10 minutes in a day, not every, you know, every time that you're moving on to a new thing, just 10 minutes, period, and, like, 
don't do anything. Just sit and think, let your mind wander, not even focused meditation or mindfulness or anything like that. Just literally just sit, don't open your phone, don't get distracted by the kids, don't open emails, (laughs) don't want to like fold the laundry or anything like that. Just sit for 10 minutes. And thinking about sitting for 10 minutes and doing nothing seems like that what, makes me what wasted time. <laughs> but I think that's the actual problem is that you and I are talking about this and feeling like this is not a thing that we can easily implement into our lives, even though five minutes every hour, 10 minutes in a day is so doable. So doable. Yeah, there should be no reason why if you're time managing in the way that works for you, that you can't end the phone calls five minutes earlier, you can't stop the emails. Because so often I think we're like, Oh, shoot, like I have to be at that thing. Or someone's coming into your office and saying like, Hey, you're kind of late for this meeting. Are you with us? And like, you're throwing down one thing and running to the next. And A, that's not good for you personally, but it's also not good for whatever the next thing is. Mm -hmm. Because even if it is going from a meeting to emails, like in the reversal, you want to be sending the right email to the right person. You want to be setting the right tone in that email. And those are things that I never thought I would even care about. But for the work that I do, that's really important. And you want to be able to devote the mental capacity that it deserves to it. And you can't do that if you're if you're so stressed that you're going right from one thing to the next. Um, and I think that's different than, you know, what everybody says now is like, don't multitask because you're not giving 100% to anything. And now I would argue after hearing Brendan talk about this with the backup of research of you're not giving 100% even when you're working on one thing and like immediately going to the next. Mm-hmm. So now it's like even more enhanced. And this might stress some people out because they're like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, you have to make time. Just like mm-hmm. you have to make time to prioritize the thing that's been sitting on your to-do list for a couple of weeks. You have to prioritize the intention that you're putting into the work that you're doing every single day because you deserve that and the people who are benefiting from the work that you do deserve that deserves that and the work itself deserves that kind of attention. Yeah, I think that's really important because it's so easy to just rush through everything that you have to do. But just like you said, like if you're walking into a meeting and you're still thinking about that email that you were working on, that's, that's visible on your face. And so people will know that. Or if you're, you know, walking into your kid's play or no date night with your boyfriend, they're going to tell that you're still thinking about things. And unless you give yourself time to reflect, it's also kind of like in terms of things that you can work on and things that will help you work this into your life in a doable way and making a habit out of it is like take those five minutes and write down the things that you're thinking about or what you've accomplished so far that day mm-hmm. um yeah and you'll be like an active rest <laughs> yeah it, and it's re- also releasing things out of your brain so that you can you're not mentally charged anymore as it relates to the things that are essentially weighing on you and weighing on your mind. And um, I think it kind of comes to that idea of being more mindful of your activities. And I think when we talk about self-care, being present in life and having just an awareness of your own mindful practices and what you're doing that can help you. I think for everybody, it kind of fits in a different category. Um, a lot of ways that they say, hey, work on this in, a, in certain capacities to help you 
work smarter or release stress journal Mm -hmm. write a gratefulness uh in like input that into your journal as well of like three write down three things that you're grateful for and that just changes your mindset about what your day was because it's so easy to be bogged down by that email or that one person that stressed you out in the meeting or someone called you out um in a session and you didn't know the answer that's that sucks Mm -hmm. and so you don't want to have that weighing on you because then you're gonna lose sleep and that's gonna affect (laughs) everything else it's basically like a giant snowball yeah that just keeps piling on and so i think the biggest thing when it comes to the tips that we're providing in terms of like how can you as a an individual acknowledge your own needs for self-care in your own personal development it's having some awareness around what what is bogging you down and like take a little bit of reflection inwards and pause yeah i think that's such a good point because i was just gonna say like work backwards from the problem like self-care for me personally is is preparation which is something i never thought would be a thing that I would be so conscious of now, like planning an outfit the night before, prepping my lunch the day before, knowing what dinners are going to look like that week, making sure I don't get to like beyond zero on my gas limit. Like those little things that you find stress in when they're happening, what when you're backtracking could have been the process there. And I think that's a form of self-care is figuring out what your triggers are and learning how to, you know, diffuse them and how you're going about that process because self-care is really about you and how you move through the world. And if it means that you need to go to bed early one night because you've got a big day the next day, knowing that that's a, a process for you that you need to go through is so, so important. So I think like we've talked about this, this whole thing is so, so personal, but maybe working backwards from mm-hmm. the stress point is what's going to help you find whatever it is that's going to help that process and thinking about what relaxes you or what helps you unwind, like really intentionally thinking about those things is another way to maybe form like a very loose list about what your self-care regimen might have to be. And I think that hits off of um, one of our past topics on um, time management is setting aside time for yourself, Mm -hmm. like taking an evening and being like, Hey, it's my night. And I think that's the the hard thing about all of this is that the the culture that we live in now is go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. And people are constantly pushing you to do more. They expect more. And that's a really challenging place to be, especially when you're in your 20s and 30s, because you're kind of trying to set the stage for your future. And when you're in that mode, it's obviously really important to hustle and work hard and you're learning so much and you're exposing yourself to new ideas and new people and experiences. And that's really important. But the flip side is that if you're not taking that time to reflect back on what you're experiencing, you could find yourself in a job that you hate or or totally burnt out or, you know, in friendships or relationships that are unhealthy. And so to take that time and take a breather is so vitally important. And I'm saying this from like work in progress status too, because I, even today on, before I was coming here, I I finished my work tasks with 30 minutes before we came, we, you and I wanted to meet up and I was like, what do I, (laughs) 
I was like, I could keep, I'm going to keep working more. Like what <laughs> else? got the time. <laughs> what else could I add? Like what else, what other email could I respond to? But it's like, I set my to-do list. I finished all the things on my to-do list. And I actively was like, maybe you should just sit for a few minutes yeah. and enjoy this little breather. And it's, it was surprising to me to acknowledge that it was as hard as it was mm-hmm. to just sit and pause because I feel when you're in the go mode and then you're on your way to go do another activity, it feels natural to not stop. Momentum. (laughs) What is it when things are in motion, they stay in motion. When things are at rest, they stay at rest. So to like stop the train feels like it's going to be really hard to get the train going again. Yeah. But the reality is I took those five minutes and I felt like, all right, I can do this. Right. I feel great about my day. And I can add this, like, I just thought of an idea. So that's the other thing, too, is that when you have these moments of just brief reflection, you allow your brain to be creative, too. To breathe, yeah. Seriously. And that's what they say is, I've read somewhere that to take 10 minutes, like you said, to take 10 minutes, but use that as, like, creative time versus just checking things off your list is also another way to just kind of let your brain breathe and and give you a minute to find that creativity or find that answer to the question that you've been searching for all week and you just haven't gotten there for whatever reason. It's because you're in overdrive. And as soon as you slow down, you give yourself a chance to get there. And I think that's really important. Um, One of the things I want to say is as a tip is just don't drink the (laughs) Kool-Aid. And what I mean by that is I think it's super easy to see what everybody else is doing for their own self-care regimen. And as an example, I've bought and and participated in and showed up for the laundry list of things touting that you will feel better or look better or be less stressed if you just do this one thing. And it's not anybody's fault. I'm sure those things really worked for those people, but I wasn't understanding that their self-care isn't my self-care and and I didn't understand what mine was. I also didn't realize I was like speeding toward a brick wall when it came (laughs) to like my stress level, but I, you know, I've bought things that someone has said, like, this is definitely going to de-stress you. I'm like, awesome. Sign me up. I'll do it. Like, I'll take that tea. <laughs> the subscription package. I'll do it. And I was just telling Brianna the other day about like this vitamin thing where I was like, oh my God, these vitamins say they're going to like the company says it's, I'm going to be de-stressed. I'm going to have better everything. I'm going to have more energy. It's gonna I was be like, awesome. isn't that a multivitamin? <laughs> and I was you like, no, that? it's a very like designated package of, and, and you know, stopped me and was like, listen to yourself. What are you saying? Is this really something that's going to help you? I was like, you've been duped. You're just drinking the Kool-Aid. And I do that a lot, which is why I have to get rid of my promo inbox every single day because I will click and I will buy. So I think when you're thinking about like what is working for other people, really take a minute and see like, is this going to work for me? Like Mm -hmm. is buying, even though it's 50% off, is buying the vitamin pack a good idea? Is attending the yoga retreat when you're not a fan of yoga really a good idea? You know, like, and and I get it. Yoga helps a lot of people. Brianna, I know you're like a huge subscriber to the practice. And I think that's amazing. But I think you, for me, I tried to fit myself 
myself in the box. And I also, going back to your quote, I wasn't good at it. So it stressed me out that I wasn't good (laughs) at it and I wanted to be great at it. And it's that thing where you're like, is now really a time to start something new when you're like in the place that you're in and you're not really in the best place. So maybe like take a step back. (laughs) I think to your point, the reason why yoga is helpful for me and not for you is because I took a second and was like, what are the things that de-stress me? And it's forced scenarios where I have to slow down. Uh-huh. And so for a while, it was really uncomfortable for me to do something that like, but I needed to be led through it. So going to an actual yoga class is really relaxing for me because I can just listen to them tell me the positions I'm supposed to go in and the the moves and the things I'm thinking about. And it allows me to turn my brain off. And so it's thinking about things. So like for me, that's relaxation. And for you, it may be like your Kelly Clarkson jams in your ear and like rocking it out on the treadmill. Loving the new album, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Since you're listening. (laughs) It all depends on your own personal interests. And that's why we say like, take a breather and sit back and like, think about your own, have a little reflection time and think about what's causing you stress. And if in your ideal world, what would you be doing right now? If like, if you had nothing to think about, nothing to worry about, what would make you the happiest? Mm -hmm. And so think on that. But there are a couple articles out there. I read one recently from uh, Lifehacker that talked about just self-care is and like listed off a bunch of things. So depending on what it is that you're, you're needing or what it is that you're seeking, ways to acknowledge like, Maybe it's that I need to spend more time at the gym because I need to lose five pounds or maybe more than that, or just thinking about conscious efforts for eating well, um, therapy, because sometimes talking about your feelings is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Such a good thing. We are huge therapy advocates. For sure. For sure. (laughs) Um, So things like that. And then, you know, maybe it's just getting a good night's sleep, getting that seven to eight hours in. Maybe it's creating a new routine, but you have to think about it in the context of your own life. And it's it's not a one size fits all, as you right, said. Yeah. And it's not a situation where like you should do all of these things. <laughs> like, <that's> just- <laughs> that sounds like a personal statement. <laughs> It's true. It's like so true. One thing at a time. One th- yeah, seriously, try one thing at a time instead of doing all of it. Like going to the class plus buying the stuff plus like sitting with like a cold compress on your forehead. Like trying to do all those things and expecting it not to be stressful is insane. Yeah. It is not good. It is really not good. And another thing that might be helpful too, um, TEDx or Yes, all the TED talks that exist in the world. Um, They have a lovely playlist that's based off of the importance of self-care. And so watch all of them, maybe, or whatever one resonates with you the most, because they cover topics like vulnerability. They talk about wellness. They talk about um, mindfulness and being present. There's like a gamut of ways that you can deal with stress and things as it relates to your own self-care advocacy and like pursuits. And I think if you look at this list and you're reading through all the different, cause there are so many different categories of videos, um, but also manageable. I think there were like 10 on the list or something like that. Yes. And so if you're looking through it and you're like, Hmm, this one on mindfulness, 
maybe that's something that's important to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's such a, and that's awesome. I didn't know that that resource was even available. So I think checking in with someone, even if it's like through the screen that is speaking directly to something that affects you is really helpful. And you can identify like, Oh my God, that is what I'm going through. Or, you know, this, this one isn't affecting me right now, but it may be in the future, but that's a great resource to have just to, find help somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> if therapy isn't on your list yet just start ted will travel you through all of life's greatest journeys you're gonna find your way ted just- needs to pay you for that tagline because <laughs> that's what is awesome. their actual tagline <laughs> <laughs> we don't know we just love them made it <laughs> pay me now oh my gosh but yeah i i think this one is one of the topics that I think we both were having a harder time with because there's, again, no, there's no direct path to success on it. It really is. And that's why your quote was so perfect for today, because there's no, there's, there's a trial and error process that you have to get to, to firstly learn that you need it. Because I think that's a hard place to get to for some people is that you actually do need this self-care mentality and to understand that, and this is so hard to say out loud, I think, and I don't know why I'm like a little choked up, but like you come first, you and your health and your wellness and your well being totally come first because you can't be anything for anybody if you're not that for yourself first. Um, so thinking along those lines, like you really need it. Um, and other people need it from you. People need to know that you're taking care of yourself. It's a beautiful thing. Preach it, Sid. It's beautiful. Preach Love it. it. Love it. Put it on repeat. Got him. <laughs> set your intention for the day. Release tension, set intention. I might start saying that as my own personal mantra. You okay. should do that. I mean, when it comes to your time management thing that you're doing right now and like blocking stuff off on your calendar, but like put in that like little five minute window, set or release tension, set intention. And I think exactly going off what you're saying that's the point too is that there's always like i felt so empowered because i was like oh, i'm really conscious of you know what i'm doing with my time and i'm i'm feeling more effective and like better at managing my tasks and getting things done every day and it's always a work in progress and this is a new thing that i'm like okay i have all of those things in check maybe i should try thinking about taken five minutes for myself and just the pause before the meeting because I agree that is a thing that can be challenging and so as we embark on this journey we're we're working on it too we're ready to set intention and uh we want to hear from you guys Mm -hmm. I think we're going to deep dive into some of these more specific topics around wellness in future episodes so if you have something that you want to hear more about let us know if there's something that you're working toward share it we'll help empower you and we're going to share all of our notes and links and all that fun stuff in the show notes so you guys can access these awesome resources yes we will awesome shall we break let's break feeling like a queen yet find us at queen speaking on twitter facebook youtube and instagram and tell us all about it see you next week